everyone's just basically going through and they're sending out a thousand messages in hopes to be able to get the one sale when in essence all they're doing is pissing off 999 people there's a better way to be able to do it we have to be able to understand that we have to be able to start conversations right conversations create relationships relationships open up opportunities honestly it's more powerful if you actually treat someone like a human being and create an advocate first if i create an advocate because i educated inspired and drew in and they chose to be able to work with me and that's powerful because an advocate can bring me thousands of opportunities welcome to the standout business show where it's all about making a bigger difference by doing business differently i'm brad powell And today, we're talking about how to be more human in a digital world. (laughs) And of course, in this time, like we're, uh, for me personally, I'm feeling like very much in the post-COVID recovery mode of I've having to been by myself or just with my close family for the longest period of time and not being able to get out into the world very often and or do the things that I was very used to doing. And and in fact, going in the other direction of all the time interacting with people in this virtual way, on a Zoom call or on a live stream or doing some kind of texting, that kind of thing. And so now that we're moving out of that and we're able to be more present, the world has shifted. And what the new normal is, is that this activity of connecting your brand to the people who you most want to serve is going to continue to happen in a virtual way. So the big question is, how can you humanize your brand and create real human connections in this online marketing world that we're in? Being an entrepreneur, it often feel like you're, you know, you're a castaway. <laughs> you're alone on an island and you've been taught to protect you know, your borders, and that you shouldn't be sharing your ideas, and you certainly shouldn't open up about your mistakes and your failures and your vulnerabilities. But all of that has shifted, especially in this online world. So today's guest, Josh Lee, he's going to join and try and bust this mindset completely open. He is the founder of Standout Authority, and he helps his clients create real human connections online and build long lasting relationships and brand advocates that in fact will last a lifetime. So he's called the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, (laughs) which I'd absolutely love. And so stay tuned how you can humanize your brand right here where we're going live on LinkedIn. So with that, let's start the show. All right, Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I, I man, again, I love the the intro and you know what better show for me to be on than the standout business show, right? So <laughs> I know, right. It's excited great, for today. This great very sky is doing standout authority, perfect match. <laughs> <laughs> so to start us off, I want to hear like your journey in terms of humanizing your own brand. You know, because we've all gone through this this weird period of time of having to, you know, first of all, just adjust to this ever increasing isolation that has become this time of, well, we're all doing remote. We're all connecting like this through some kind of virtual interface. And yet the need 
for real connection is probably more relevant and more more needed now than than ever before. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, you know, Brad, I'll tell you, it's journey's been a long one. I, I can't just tell you that I just woke up one day and I was the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, right? Like a title that was given to me. I didn't just make that up <laughs> myself. And, you know, when I look at my, my journey and I'll, I'll go through this because I want to make sure that I, I give background. Like, you know, I started my, my first companies over 20 years ago in the online advertising space. Um, one of my first clients, Brad, was actually MySpace, right? So when we talk about, you know, not everyone's like, okay, wait, how old is this guy? Right. When we say <laughs> MySpace kind of going through them because I actually helped them develop one of the first social media ads to be able to monetize their traffic. And since then, I've monetized almost a billion dollars in advertising and done over 35 trillion online impressions across my own servers. And one of the biggest things I learned is there's a huge difference actually traffic and actually true conversion. And for me, one of the biggest things that I realized back then was like, oh, well, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to be behind the curtain, right? I don't want to be called in front of the curtain. Why do I want to do that? And that was, it was bad on me, right? I mean, it actually led me to being successful based on what people base success on, which is monetary value. But I was not the person I should have been. And it actually led me to a point where I contemplated if I should be on this planet or not. I was really blessed uh, that I went through a life reset and, and kind of started over, closed a lot of my companies and went through and really looked at where I wanted to do and what I wanted to, wanted, who I wanted to help. And that's kind of where Standout Authority was born to be able to humanize the way we are online. Because before that, I was just monetizing, right? Being able to go through it was very transactional. And there had to be a better way to be able to do it. And for me, one of the biggest things that held me back was, you know, this whole thing of how we were supposed to show up online, what we were taught growing up. And what was freeing was being 100% me, 100% of the time, on and offline. And when I started doing that, I started being able to show up. I started being able to affect people on a on a real level, I started being able to not just put content out there, but actually understand what the human algorithm is, where we, you and I both know that most, not most, all human beings make decisions by, based on some degree of love or hate. We don't make decisions being indifferent to anything. And so when we're creating content that's indifferent, we're wasting not only our own time, but everyone else's. So we have to be polarizing. We have to go out and start drawing on our tribe. And, and that's where it really started. And I found a platform that everyone goes, oh, it's a big B2B platform. The one we're on, LinkedIn, right? But every company is run by another human being. Most marketers forget that. And so it's really all H to H. And that's kind of where I found myself today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really like the term human algorithm. I mean, a lot of content creators fall into the pattern and mistake of chasing the algorithm and trying to appease and please the algorithm. And it's, it's really a losing game. Oh yeah. The other, the other thing that I want to underline is this journey from being in the background to being, you know, seen <laughs> to seen as yourself. And this is something that I had to go through. I mean, I used to work with clients entirely behind the camera yeah. and in that time, you know, I really didn't understand very well what I was putting them through <laughs> by shooting them on video. And then when I started doing my own content, it was like this giant realization, like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like, you know, and it's, it's hard and yeah. it takes practice and it takes really getting over yourself from the point of view of like, well, I'm going to do stuff and I'm going to mess up and I'm going to be much different than perfect 
in the way that I'm expressing myself and the way that I'm saying things. And this is just a, a trajectory that I think a lot of people are really fearful of. It's like, oh my gosh, if I do something online and it's a mistake, it's going to live out there forever and I'm never going to live it down. <laughs> yeah. When actually there is this thing, you know, the pratfall effect, like if you, you know, spill your coffee or you trip or whatever you do, that's sort of like, oh, relatable. Oh, this person is just a normal human. People can really connect on that. 100%. I mean, again, we're all perfectly imperfect. And that's the one thing that we have to understand. We live in this social media driven world where we have these influencers that look perfect and going through and there's no issues. And that's, there's no connection, right? Every single time, all they're doing is building a bigger gap between them and their audience. And the more that we humanize ourselves, allowing people to know like, Hey, look, you're not alone. I've been there. You know, we've, I've gone through that. I had a journey, you know, the same thing as you, I just took a different way to be able to get about there. It allows us to be able to have that connection because as human beings, we look for commonalities. We look for connection. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I see on LinkedIn, right? Like people continue to be able to go in and go, look at me, I'm the CEO, I'm the founder. <laughs> and, you know, or look at all these amazing things I did. And they're always talking about themselves, right? They're not telling a story. They're not allowing people to be able to see themselves in that. And even on their, their profile, right? Like it reads like a resume. I mean, I get that a lot of people on here are, are looking for jobs and looking for oppor career opportunities on LinkedIn. That's not what this platform is really about all anymore, right? 20 years of this platform, it's really evolved. It's about being able to tell your career journey. I don't, when I wake up in the morning, I don't go through and reach for my phone. That's what most people do, right? You're setting precedence that the outside world is more important than you. We've all got to be able to fill up our cup first, right? We've got to be able to fill into ourselves. And so like I do my best. I wake up at like 530 in the morning. Don't touch my phone until about nine. But when I do be able to go through, the first thing I do is I think of five things that I can accomplish this day, right? It's kind of like making a to-do list. But the things that I know without a shadow of a doubt I can do, like waking up, hugging my kids, giving my wife a kiss, right? Saying, I love you. All these things that I know I can accomplish. And instead of writing them on a piece of paper, which most people do, and it doesn't change the value of the piece of paper, I actually take out my phone and I make a video. Hey, Josh, today you are going to do X, Y, and Z. And then at the end of that video, I go, congratulations on accomplishing your goals today. Now, what that allows me to be able to do is not only watch that video at night before I go to bed and go to bed feeling accomplished, which is massively shifting in our, in our psyche. But also if I can see myself every single day on camera, telling myself that I'm going to accomplish something and then hearing myself saying, congratulations, we hold ourselves more accountable than anything, right? If I can tell myself something and I can be on camera, I can tell anyone anything and know that I'm going to not be held as, as responsible as I hold myself. And so I think that's a big thing for people getting on video these days. If you can be able to do that every single day, it'll shift the way you're online and shift. Hey, look, people can say whatever they want. I'm good with me.
Yeah, I love that. That's such a great practice uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. <laughs> but not, not the least of which is just getting used to seeing yourself. Yeah, on that's camera. the byproduct of that. Yeah. 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 Like I remember this reminds me of a story when I was really little. I thought I'm going to date myself. I thought that my big hero at the time was the Western TV star, Michael Landon. Okay. Yeah. I remember Michael Landon. Yeah. So he was in a show called Bonanza. Oh, and yeah. 100%. Played the character Little Joe. And I just thought he was the coolest thing. You know, he had the hat and he had the horse. And I was like, I want to be just like him. Yeah. And I thought in my, you know, four year old mind, uh, self-image that I looked like Michael Landon, that I was going to be like Michael Landon. I was going to grow up and be like him. And uh, one day, like in the house where I lived, all the mirrors were way up high. And so one day I climbed up onto like the bathtub and then from there up onto the sink and I could stand there and look at myself in the mirror. And of course, what I saw was this funny little kid with a shaved head and <laughs> like big forehead and it didn't look anything. Michael Lennon had a lot of hair. I know he had a lot of hair. It's like, Oh no, wait, I don't look anything like him. <laughs> <laughs> and I went downstairs sort of with tears in my eyes, you know, saying, I don't really like the way I look. And my mother, to her credit, she bought me a mirror a long one, put it up in my bedroom, like down at my height so that I could like every day get, you know, dressed in front of the mirror and get used to myself. And within relatively short period of time, it was like, okay, you know, this is me. <laughs> and just seeing your own reflection yeah, often enough. And, you know, now that we have these little phones, it's a really nice, this is our little carry around mirror right here. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, seeing our reflection, not just being able to go through where most of us look at it and go, oh, wow, I could lose a little weight there. Oh, this is wrong. But like just right. appreciating for who we are, right? Yeah. And being okay with those little imperfections that make each of us unique because that's the power in us, right? Each No one's like us. And that's why we have so much power in this world. Once you actually understand that, man, it is, it is golden. And it allows you to be able to to live the life that you need to live to not only affect your own life, but to be able to create the ripples in this world that will continue to be able to go forward. Yeah. And so you are really big on LinkedIn. Like of all the platforms out there, which seems like almost every other month, there's something new coming, <laughs> coming on the pike. And now more than ever. Oh, yeah. And that will continue to happen. But LinkedIn is like the grandfather of these social media platforms. And it's weird because most people don't actually think of LinkedIn as a social media site. They think of it as like a job board. Yeah. And so like I'm I'm big on LinkedIn. I, I'm with you in terms of this is the best online place to be operating. But why why do you think that it's so valuable right right now? You know, Brad, I mean I'll tell you, man, it's it's interesting, right? Because I mean, we look at this and you're right, it's been around. I, it's funny, I actually just did a post about it today. Yeah, no, this morning, I guess it's been around for 20 years. People don't realize that, right? Like it's the longest running quote unquote social media platform out there. And when we look at the different aspects, right? Like it's not only being able to be seen on LinkedIn, like for first and foremost, I love LinkedIn. Four out of five people on this platform are business decision makers. More than 50% or more of the people on this platform have a college degree or higher. Um, average income is much higher. So there's a, there's a very elevated audience on this platform, but that's just one thing, right? Being able to get to in front of an audience that really can make decisions in this world and create impact. But the other aspect of it is 
like if everyone's not paying attention, Microsoft actually purchased LinkedIn a couple of years back for $26.4 billion. Um, one of their largest cash purchases and one of their biggest returns because I think it's worth like almost 80 billion now, which is huge for them, right? They've seen a massive investment. Now it doesn't stop there, right? No, most people know Microsoft has been around for a long time. I mean, if you're betting against Microsoft, you're kind of probably making the wrong bet. But <laughs> look, I mean, I'm going to tell you here, Brad, I mean, like one of the other things that's going on is with all this, right? LinkedIn is one of the most highly indexed sites out there. They have a Moz score, which is how SEO is kind of ranked on Google of 100 out of 100. So when I'm putting out my profile, putting out content, making comments, all that is indexed, not only on LinkedIn, but also on Google, where we really want to be found, where everyone's searching. Now, I'll take it even one step further, because this has been a real shift. And I was up at the LinkedIn offices up in New York a couple weeks back talking with them about where they're going with AI. And another big partner that's re recently come in in the last year is Microsoft's investment in OpenAI, right? OpenAI is ChatGPT. It's been around. Everyone hears it. We hear a lot about it. Well, you know, Brad, this is the cool thing, man. Um, very similar to if people weren't paying attention, you know, we all know that Elon Musk bought Twitter, changed it to X, all that other stuff, but he wasn't trying to buy a social media platform. He was trying to really understand that human algorithm that you and I were talking about earlier because he wanted to put out a new AI platform because he was one of the original founders of OpenAI. And so that's what OpenAI and Microsoft are doing now. They're indexing everything on LinkedIn and they're really being amazing with how they're actually doing it. Very smart, more intelligent than actually they were doing on Twitter with, with collaborative articles, things like that. And so now we are on LinkedIn and connecting with other human beings. We're not only being able to have opportunity here, we're having opportunity on Google and soon everything that we're doing is going to be indexed and shown across these AIs, allowing us to truly be authorities in our space. Yeah. It's an amazing opportunity actually. It's like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> another giant bandwagon to jump on board. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Bloomberg just came out with, you know, LinkedIn's cool again. I was like, dude, I, I always thought it was cool. Yeah, right. I, you know, I didn't have any issues. <laughs> and then even Gary V was talked about the article as well. And he's like, you know, LinkedIn's cool. It's always being cool. Like too many people are sleeping on LinkedIn and you better get your butts over here. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I especially like it for video. Yeah. Because if you look at, I mean, okay. So, TikTok has made short form video kind of the thing at the moment. And yeah. so all the other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, are doing their own version of short form videos, which yeah. is cool. However, if you're over there on those platforms and you're making that kind of content, so is everyone else. Like right. everyone on TikTok and YouTube are making videos. You're competing against over a billion people. Yeah. But if you show up here on LinkedIn and you're making a video and you're what, you know, uh, a lawyer for people getting divorces, you might be the only one who's producing that kind of content. Your organic reach for that is amazing, Brad. I mean, like you're 100% <laughs> correct. And and people continue to be able to sleep. Well, why can't, I can't put my voice out there. Why not? Yeah. Right. Like, right. It's, it's amazing. And this is the platform to be able to do it on. Yeah. So there is, however, a lot of, I won't call them bad actors. So I'll just say there's a lot of annoying behavior on LinkedIn, especially amongst the marketing crowd. Oh, yeah. And so as we're talking about being human and promoting the human algorithm, 
what are the things that you see in terms of like things to be like not doing and and ways that you can actually show up as a as something much more personable and relatable while you're operating on LinkedIn? So wait a minute, Brad, you're telling me that you don't <laughs> like the messages that they reach out and they say, hey, Brad, I see you wear shirts. Me too. Let's connect. <laughs> right. I, I love those. And then two seconds later, they pitch us. Right. I mean, like, that's exactly what I was looking for today. And I mean, like, come on, right? Like, Brad, this is everyone's just basically going through and they're sending out a thousand messages in hopes to be able to get the one sale when in essence, all they're doing is pissing off 999 people. There's a better way to be able to do it. We have to be able to understand that we have to be able to start conversations, right? Conversations create relationships. Relationships open up opportunities. Everyone's trying to skip from this tag, pitch, tag, pitch. And honestly, it's more powerful if you actually treat someone like a human being and create an advocate first, right? A sale or a lead is a one-to-one relationship. That's exhausting for everybody. But if I create an advocate because I educated, inspired, and drew them in, and they chose to be able to work with me, and that's powerful because an advocate can bring me thousands of opportunities. And this is what we need to really think about. I mean, when I talk about what we do on LinkedIn at Standard Authority, it's not rocket science, man. It's, it's just the things that my mother taught me how to be able to treat other human beings. We're just doing it online, right? We're not trying to talk to something new. So like when we're looking for things, I mean, like, I hate cold call and cold email. I, Brad, I, I assume you too. I mean, you, do you, do you like cold calls and cold email? No, uh-uh, don't <laughs> do not do it. As soon as our phone rings, we answer it. And we're just like a number we don't know. And we don't, we're like, hello, that little bit of silence, we're like hang up, hang up. Right. Like, <laughs> oh my God. This is, I can only imagine automated message what's going on. And that's what we continue to be able to see. And so for me, what we look at standard authority is like, okay, well, what are, the, what are the reasons? How do we actually get someone's attention, right? Well, on the front part of it, it's engage with people that engage with you, right? So on LinkedIn, we can actually be able to see little things like who looked at our profile and who engaged in our, on, our, on our content, right? And so this is one thing I really learned. You talked about COVID earlier. Like in this world, COVID really taught us one of the biggest things I think that really re- resonated with me was we forgot to appreciate the little things in life that we take for granted. And that's the same thing with online, right? So what things do we take for granted? Because we're in this human algorithm of like, comment, share, post, like, comment, share, post. And so we forget to appreciate these things that people take advantage of. So for me, I want to look at trigger points, right? The first two trigger points are, does someone look at my profile or someone engage in my content? What I can reach out, say, Brad, you looked me up. I'm like, hey, Brad, I noticed you looked at my profile, man. I just want to reach out and say, thank you. You know, too often we don't appreciate you know, the little things in life. I'd love to be able to connect with you and find out what pushed you to check me out. Or Brad, man, I saw you like my recent post, man. I just want to say thank you. You know, too often we don't appreciate that. Love to find out what pushed you to engage on it, right? Being able to start a conversation, it's amazing what a thank you place correctly. When we live in this world that we don't stop to appreciate these things that we do, it can create those stop gaps in someone's pattern for us to be able to have a real conversation. Now, the other side of that, Brad, We've got to be able to draw in our audience. And so I want everyone to kind of think about this, right? Why does every single person in this world, no matter who you are, where you live, first and foremost, why do we all post online? Brad, what, do you, what are your thoughts that we, we, we why do we all post online? <laughs> well, I think a lot of people are motivated from a point of catching up. They'll see someone like Gary Vaynerchuk and go, oh, he's like, everywhere, all the time, all at once. 
So yeah. that's what I need to do. Yeah. I need to oh, go yeah. in that and sort of chasing, getting into this kind of gerbil wheel of, I need to be present. I need to be co constantly creating more stuff. And, and truth be known, like most of the people who fall into that pattern hit a burnout. Like, oh yeah, they, they hit a wall and then psh, they're done. They're toast. hundred percent. And you know, we continue to be able to see that they post to be able to catch up with somebody. They post for branding, for marketing, for clients, whatever it might be. But we've all been conditioned over that last 20 years, right? Like I think I mentioned before, like one of my first clients was MySpace. So, you know, one of the things I've seen is we all been conditioned before all that for those little hits of dopamine. We all get when someone likes or comments on our post, then it's to be able to follow up. Then it's to be able to brand. Then it's for marketing, right? We need that little validation to be able to go, okay, I posted someone going to like it. Once we get that first, like we breathe a little bit, right? And then it kind of moves forward. And so we have to be able to understand that. So if I want to get someone's attention like yours, Brad, you know, I want to be able to become that dopamine dealer, right? I want to be able to use something like sales navigator to be able to not only identify my audience, but who's actually active in the last 30 days. I'll find maybe this LinkedIn live right here, right? I'm like, wow, Brad, man, I just want to reach out. Thank you so much for having Joshua on, you know, really enjoyed X, Y, and Z, right? We're starting with that thank you again, where actually liking and commenting in the post and then sending out a personal message to appreciate you for sharing. And this is what I want everyone to understand, right? Like the average person gets less than 1% engagement on this platform. So when you give these little dopamine hits of likes and comments and reach out to appreciate someone, it opens up the opportunity for conversation. And this is where we have to be able to go. Now, look, Brad, it doesn't stop there because this is where usually when they connect and then someone pitches you. And, and I've seen it, like we, we're seeing it now more than ever, these, these marketers that are going through, they're not only pitching you on LinkedIn, they're scraping your email and pitching you over there. And then they're also scraping your phone number, sending you a text. It's like, dude, if you, if you thought I was going to hire you because I you pitched me one place, it really helps that you pitch me a couple more times. Like that, I please continue to invade my space. I don't know who's training these people. The numbers game, like the numbers game doesn't work anymore, right? We we live in a world of very intelligent human beings, right? And the, if you if that numbers game does work, you're not picking up the right clients anyway, right? So they're being sold into it. And so we have to be able to think like my mother always taught me when I meet someone new to be able to give them a compliment. And so we look at these things on how do we continue to be able to give dopamine hits, being that dopamine dealer to put someone not in a heightened state, right? People get dopamine and serotonin mixed up. Dopamine actually puts you in more of a flow state for conversation. And so I look at a compliment on LinkedIn. A compliment is being able to go in and give someone an endorsement on their skills. Now, I hear you. I know everyone Brad's listening going, well, how can I endorse someone if I don't know them? The number one rule in my house with my kids is it's nice to be nice. Hmm. That's what I want everyone to understand, right? It's nice to be nice, right? Give without looking to re-receive. So like, again, I connect. I send out a thank you message. I appreciate them, right? They connect with me. I immediately go in and just give them a compliment. LinkedIn lets them know, hey, Josh endorsed you for marketing. You want to say thank you, right? It continues this conversation. And this is what we have to be able to think of. How can we make it about them? being able to connect, being able to start like we would in real life rather than if I walked up to you, Brad, at a, at a networking event and was like, Hey, I'm Joshua B. Lee. You want to sign up for LinkedIn? <laughs> You'd be like, we, we just met. Right. So that's what we have to be able to shift. And we have to remember there's human beings on the other side. Yeah. Well, I really want to underline the whole idea around being really kind of a convener of conversation and that 
whatever whatever group of people you're wanting to connect with, there are conversations that really want to happen and are already happening around them. And if you can tap into that, like if you can find out, first of all, what is the conversation? What is it people want to talk about? I mean, before we got on, we were talking about my daughter with her her large yeah. feet and how, well, there's lots of young women with large feet and they can't find shoes that fit. Well, you're going to get hit. But you're going <laughs> to see this video later, Brad. You're going to be in trouble, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It's actually really unlikely that she'll watch this. But uh, in any case, there's a lot of women like her, you know, she's 19, who yeah. have these large feet and they're, she's kind of embarrassed by it. And she can't, you know, she always has to walk around and sort of dad sneakers or something like that, you know? So, but that's the conversation that that's the conversation yeah. that kind of wants to happen in that particular group. Real life. Yeah. Right. Being able to go through, like we connect on a personal level, like LinkedIn's not a business platform. It's a human platform. They continue to be able to show that. And I mean, we have to be able to, if you don't add that at least that minimum 10% personal into everything that you do, you're missing that connection, right? That's what people are looking for. Most people on this platform just talk about themselves and all the things they can do. And we all know that person. We're like, oh, there's Josh again. That dude never shuts about LinkedIn. Avoid, avoid. We don't want to be that person in the room. Yeah. So we have to be able to shift these things, right? How do we actually educate, inspire, and like share little things about us? And, you know, Brad, one of the biggest things I continue to be able to see, like people go, oh, well, like you said, Gary Vee is making videos or Tony Robbins, Ariana Huffington. They're, they're, they look amazing. Those are household names. And if you're someone out there that is not a household name, and I'm telling you, I am not. Real and raw versus overproduced wins every time. Because when I see an overproduced video by somebody, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm waiting for the pitch. I think it's a commercial because more than likely that's what it is. But just taking out this little phone of ours, right? We all carry them in our pockets these days and making something real and raw. And it's really connecting and not worrying about if I'm saying it perfectly or if it's the right lighting and different things like that. And just being human it can really create those other people go, wow, I connect with them. There's opportunity, there's relationship, there's conversation. And that's what we really need to concentrate on these days more than ever. And that's what we continue to be able to see successful on LinkedIn. Well, that's great. Well, that's actually a really great note for us to wrap up on because we're just at the end of our time today. Uh, if there's one last note of inspiration of actually showing up as a human, <laughs> what would that be? You know, I'll say this again. I mean, it's being a hundred percent you a hundred percent of the time on and offline. It's freeing. It allows you, but you don't have to pretend to be anything else. You don't have to remember who you were pretending to be. And that will change your life. Not only online and the people that you connect with, but allowing you to be able to live a better life just in general and truly create change in this world. I love it. That and, and real and raw. <laughs> Write it down. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if people are listening to this and they're inspired and would like to hook up with you and become their own standout authority, what's the best way for them to do that? I mean, look, let's just be 100%. We're on LinkedIn. Like, please send me a message, right? But like, but <laughs> I want everyone to understand, like, I'm not what I call playing Pokemon on LinkedIn, right? This is the biggest problem most people. They're trying to collect them all. They're just hitting that ad button. If someone sends me a blank connection request, I'm not trying to do that, right? Like this is the biggest problem why people say, I get spammed all the time. I got junk feeds because you just hit that connection request all the time. So what I want everyone to do is if you love, you will love Brad's show, you love what he stands for, send me connection rest, right? Tell me that you saw me with Brad and tell me why 
you love Brad, right? Like why you listen in, because not only am I going to better know you, but I'm also going to get a better conversation that I can go back to Brad with and be able to say, wow, look at all these amazing things people said. So <laughs> that's the best way I think. I love it. That's great. All right. Well, you heard it. Go for it. <laughs> Josh, thanks so much for coming on today. This has really been a great conversation. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. And for those of you listening at the end, I just want to remind you that if you'd like to go and check out the entire archive of the Standout Business Show, go to standoutbusiness.show and it's all there. All the audio, all the video, all the show notes, all the links to all the extra stuff, and you can binge to your heart's content. We go live every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And until the next time, so long. So long.